Hi, I'm Elena. Hi, I'm Lena. I'm Gaia. And I'm Lauren, and this is our group Shattered Reality. Today we're going to be talking about Dreamland Burning from chapters 1 to 12. And the first question I want to start off with was, do you think William felt bad for Clarence? I think that William didn't really understand the severity of what Clarence's consequences were. And we have a tendency to justify things in his head. So he may have, might have felt a tug, but at the end of the day, he justified to himself that, well, Clarence is an African-American. He shouldn't be talking to a pretty girl like Addie. Yeah, I agree with you. And I didn't really like how he let his emotions get the best of him. I didn't really like him in the beginning because of that. He should have thought before he acted. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Because racism and prejudice against African-American people was so normalized back then, I don't think that he really felt bad or felt guilty. He was sad that he did it in front of a girl that he liked because that made him look bad, but not that he actually did the action and hurt someone else. But the thing is, William is half Native American and he is half white. So... I, I don't understand how he didn't feel any sympathy towards Clarence, because... Exactly, but this may go into the dehumanization factor, because sometimes you don't even see them as similar to yourself, because society makes them not like humans, just based on their skin color. Yeah, I agree with who was talking. Um, many times in society... Um, a black person will be dehumanized because of their skin color and they'll be treated a different way. Yeah, I agree with you. That was Gaia, right? I agree with you, Gaia. I think what we could take away from all of this is that think before you do because you should really think what your consequences have on other people. So would you guys think that he felt entitled in the moment when he did that? Yes. Definitely, because as what we talked about before, that he was just like, well, he's African-American. He shouldn't be talking to her sort of thing. Like, I'm um, this other person, so I have a right to do this. Back, back to like what I said about him like only feeling guilty because he was caught. In the book, it says they whipped him yesterday and beat him and left him to die in the street as far as far as i'm concerned you're as much to blame as they are and if he does die that's murder so just remember that william tillman you're a murderer and so i think that the only reason he felt any sort of remorse for what he did was because the girl that he quote unquote loves and the girl that he thinks is his and he's entitled to um thinks much less of him now and will never feel the same way and like reciprocate those kind of feelings again yeah that definitely played a part in that yeah i didn't really like him that he <laughs> only felt bad because added addy only pointed it out like come on man you could see mm-hmm. well i yeah. guess that shows how sometimes we're just not educated enough to know uh the consequences of our actions because after Addie pointed out to him like this is the actual consequences of it then we could really open our eyes so I don't think he really knew about it before yeah that you're saying he might not have known about it he might not have known about like the actions and like the con and, like what his actions had like on our person yeah right? because uh 
we might just want to do certain things that we think is right. Like he thought that he was doing the right thing. But then after Aunt Addie pointed out to him, like, no, that is not the right thing. That's murder. I think that really helped him realize like what he's doing was actually not right. Yeah, because he doesn't have to deal with that. Like he doesn't. Well, I mean, as in, um, out, um, he's a Native American now. As someone who is Native American, he should. Yeah. So I think like when he apologized to Addie, he was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, Addie." And then Addie was like, "Do you, are you apologizing about Clarence?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that too." I still yeah. feel he like he still does not care. Yeah, I think he just said it to like, just to prove to. I don't know how to put it in words, but just to, like, to make it seem like he cares to Adi so she can feel, like, so she can forgive him. Yeah, I definitely think that that was kind of an expose moment, like how he said, I'm so sorry for all of this. And then she was like, you should be apologizing to Clarence, not me. So that kind of shows how he was sorry for hurting her, but not sorry for what Clarence had to go through. Yeah, and he even says, um, reading the quote, um, why he had probably been no closer to death after his beating than before. Uh, Vernon Fish is a braggart. After all, Addie is such, is still, is a hysterical girl. Which, he thinks less of Addie, I would say. He's like, oh yeah, you know, this shouldn't be a problem. He, she, she's just such a girl, you know. And, uh... I didn't really like that because she's right. She's not a hysterical girl. She has a right to be mad at him. And it's just disrespectful, I see. Yeah, and I think that definitely uh, tying that into that, like, even in today's world, if a girl doesn't do what a guy wants her to do then he'll start like bad mouthing her like oh she was just a blah 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 yeah i see that related to today as well so like oh yeah you know her problem not mine you know yeah 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 that's did not make that connection between the two but yeah that's really interesting Okay, so on to the next topic. Uh, how do you guys, um, how did the policeman treat Rowan's mother? Like, why was he uncomfortable with Rowan's mother? And what does that tell you about the cops today? Yeah, I think that, uh, like when Rowan was getting in a fight with James, James said that there's you might not know about it because you live in this fancy neighborhood but prejudice still goes on today and that just shows with the policeman that he was visibly more comfortable when he saw that she had a white dad and he was in the room yeah i i agree with you because Rowan's mom they're living in a fancy rich white neighborhood and when the police saw that, he's like, oh, are you, like, a maid or something? And it's just really rude and judgmental to think of, like, that way. And it also, yeah. it, I agree with you. And it says in the book that, um, it's kind of a long paragraph, so I'm not going to read it. But it says that they, once the dad came out, um, 
they seem to kind of let go of like bothering the construction workers, something as simple as that, that um, Rowan's mother asked them to respect. Um, but because the dad, either because he's a male or because he's white, got a better reaction from these um, police officers. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like this really relates to how the police is today because they tend to like judge before to use yeah. like the wrong judgment in situations, which leads to unfortunate things to happen. Yeah, and I implicit bias. Um, I agree. Police today tend to look at the skin color of people before they react. So say it was a black person, they would have reacted in a more severe way or an inhumane way rather than if it was a white person being caught with something. Yeah, which does say a lot about how society hasn't really progressed that much. It's like how he says it's the crime is different, but the problem is the same. Yeah. Different things are happening. Like, what's happening, how they're treating them is different, but the problem is still there. The problem that is there is racism. Yeah, it's kind of also what he said about the deep-rooted problem that's still there, because although we got rid of Jim Crow laws and we got rid of uh, the laws that separate the two skin colors, the problem is still there. Yeah, I think it's more submissive. Like, you don't really see it unless you notice it, you know? It's like, oh, you think, like, this this is normal, like, how it was normal back then to treat Black people. Yeah. Yeah. Normalized racism hasn't, like, really gone away as we would think it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can see how, um, when... This doesn't directly relate to Rowan's mother, but when the police officers were dealing with a, with an African American man, um, when dealing with um, William, they say, um, "Your friend tells me you've been attacked by a Negro, not a person, but yeah. directly like relating that to the color of their skin." Instead of mm-hmm. saying you've been attacked in general, it was by the color of their skin. Like that's how they were referred to, and I feel like. A lot of the time it's um, like that nowadays, like skin color matters more than character does or the actual story does. I think um, it's really money as well, like classism, like power, how much money you have. Because Rowan's father is also a very wealthy and famous figure. He even said like, oh yeah, if you like, if you tell the police about the contract workers, I'll get you fired. Or if that is what Rowan thinks, I believe. So I think money has to do with today as well. Also, back then, like William's father, he would sell, he would sell his, what was it? What are the device called? Vitrolas. Yeah, he would sell Vitrolas <laughs> to people who had money. And I think if you have money, you're more respected than if you don't yeah yeah exactly and i also saw this video on a perfectly pristine 100 dollar bill and then a ripped up 100 dollar bill and that's kind of like people like we they're either not 
so wealthy as the pristine looking one, but at the end of the day, they're still both one hundred dollars and have the same value. But, yeah, I really liked what you said. I was like, "Whoa!" It really makes you think. <laughs> Thank you. And it's like at the end of the day, they're both still human, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all the same. Okay, so moving on, uh, bringing back from the last question, I want to ask how how does the book portray racism? Well, it definitely does portray that classism also leading into it because how James told her in their fight that she lives in a super wealthy neighborhood. She doesn't truly know the actual racism that her friend has to go through because they live in not so wealthy places. So sometimes we're just not exposed to what's really going on. I agree with you because the book, I think the book portrays racism very well. Like it has a very accurate description of it and it really just shows you that the problem is still there it's just a different crime yeah and like what we talked about earlier with subtleties like it might not be so obvious as like you can't go into the school because of your skin color but still implicit bias is still present so the deep-rooted problem is still there yeah i agree with you do you guys remember when we saw that video of like of the like the kids yeah yeah that video yeah i really find it i think i really find it relating towards this book as well and i think that uh it definitely shows like how we talked about with the Clarence and Addie situation that uh Will might have actually thought that he was in the right like some people actually think that because society tells them that this is normalized that they're right yeah yeah and with the video I was kind of surprised that that high school girl um she blatantly said like in with the two girls pertaining to them she said this person will probably be a thief this person is good and i'm kind of shocked that she was so open about sharing that with people like she didn't see that there was anything wrong with what her with what she was thinking yeah i agree with you and that just relates directly to how um normalized racism was like how it was normal to call um an African-American man, a Negro man instead of just a man, and how normalized, like, racism is in modern day as well. Like, back then, it was, you couldn't shop in a a white shop if you were a black man, and you couldn't shop, like, you know, among these people. And now it's kind of the same thing. You're seen as worse, depending on your race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I was really shocked when I saw that video, too. Like, I didn't think that she would really say that out loud, or she would think of that. And they also got, like, her parents onto the show, too. And her parents were like, wow, we're so shocked. We're going to teach her. And you, what your parents, you portray what your parents are, like, Mm -hmm. 
what your parents yeah. are acting is how you act as well. So when her parents are like, wow, I'm a teacher about this, I'm just like, is it, wouldn't she be like this because of you guys? Yeah, because yeah. racism is definitely a learned behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also, um, off the topic of racism, but how this book relates to prejudice today, um, there's a lot of prejudice about the LGBTQ community, and a lot of people are still afraid to come out because their parents are not accepting of it. And um, in from Rowan's point of view, her, I mean, I believe, best friend, James, told his dad that he was asexual, and it says his dad stopped looking him in the eye, and um, they still don't talk. And I just wanted to, like, relate how that is still a normalized thing like just as racism is normalized homophobia or um being against the lgbtq is um also normalized so greatly in modern day and we really haven't progressed as much as a society as we like to think that we are yeah and it's the same thing about he's just he's the same person because he talked about how his dad used to fix cars and stuff with him. They used to spend so much time together and it was all going great. And then when he told his dad that he was asexual, then his dad completely stopped hanging out with him. But the thing is, he didn't have a problem with him beforehand. So, he's the same person. I think it really... I'm sorry. Sorry. You can go on. No, I was just saying that I agree. Oh. Yeah, I think I think it relates to today, like who what does a matter of who I like, you know, of what my gender preference is. It doesn't make me better, doesn't make me worse or better as a person. Yeah. I find it odd because really love is love, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like it doesn't matter about like who they identify is you like who you like so they might be ashamed to go out if it's not in some cases like maybe they don't mind but they care about how society thinks of them i find it really sad of what happened to jane because you you think like your parents would support you no matter what but once but you really find out that they don't really, you know? Yeah. Now that must have been heartbreaking because, like what you said, we're grown up thinking, like, parents are like, yeah, I'll support you through anything. And then once you say something that they don't agree with, then they're suddenly going back like, oh, I don't support you on that. Yeah, I agree with you. And the level of trust is broken i think that part of it is not just that the parents aren't accepting i think it's also how society might make them feel embarrassed for having a child who's like that it's just a really sad situation really yeah i relate to that as well because you know like behind closed doors like what if your parents like oh yeah i'll support you but once you go outside they're like they pretend like they don't know you and it's just really heartbreaking okay 
let's look at the main points of what we talked about today. The main points that we talked about today was the Addie and Clarence situation, how we thought if William felt bad or entitled. We also talked about how the police's demeanor changed based on the race that he saw. And finally, we talked about normalized um, racism, classism, and um, prejudice against the LGBTQ community, um, and how that relates to modern day, and how that is still normalized, just different types of normalizations. Okay, and that wraps it all up. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast shattered reality and we'll see you in our next one Bye. Bye.